Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show here on Mondays at 8pm where we talk all things rugby. Uh, the main things we'll be having a chat about will probably be a bit of club rugby because uh, I've got uh, a, a guest with me, to, or at least a co-host um, with me uh, this evening. Uh, but we'll also talk about Super Rugby and also the Pacific Four Series as well that has just kicked off today. And uh, joining me is... Um, Mr. Harris, how are you doing, sir? Very good. Thank you, Paul. Always a privilege and a pleasure to be on the show. I think I probably missed you the last few weeks or so for some reason or another, but uh, it's great that you've invited me back. No, it's great to have you back. I, you went AWOL. I just realised, oh, my hat's on the wrong way around. You can't you see the label. Jeez. Oh, I'm in a mess. I'm a mess. It's been a long day today. <laughs> I've, um, I uh, left at about, um, about quarter to ten this morning to drive down to Tauranga. Uh, and then watched uh, two games down there and got home just about an hour ago at, uh, at 7 p.m. So, yeah, it's been uh, a, been a, a wet one today. <laughs> Absolutely bucketed down in Tauranga. I tell you, I was happy to be in the stands, uh, right at the back of the stands as well, nice uh, out of the wet. But um, I do need to buy some new shoes because uh, I've got a hole in my shoe and I've got a wet sock. Um, so that wasn't very nice. Um, and uh, look, rookie mistake, folks. If you are going to go to a provincial ground, or by that I mean basically not Eden Park, not FMG Stadium, not um, uh, Sky Stadium down in Wellington, and not um, uh, the Tupperware Container down there in Dunedin, um, basically at Forsyth Bar, basically any other ground, uh, and you know it's going to be raining, take your gumboots. Seriously, put gumboots on. It's definitely worth it, and you're not going to stand out because that's what um, that's what we do in the provinces, uh, but um, not me because I'm just... Uh, yeah, a bit of a novice at this uh, living out of town um, kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, that was that. Um, the uh, you, you caught you caught uh, some of the games online, Stephen, um, between the uh, of the um, of the super, of the not super Pacific Four series. Um, <clears throat> this yeah, sort of like on and off. But I actually I wanted to watch the Blackfords game, so I actually uh, caught it on the, uh, the the free to air channel. Tried the. Tried the pirate thing for a while, and it, uh, it worked for a little bit before um, that link actually fell over. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was interesting. We got some interesting thoughts on that uh, uh, Black Poon, Black Ferns performance. Cool. And uh, um, so one of the things, folks, that we we got to experience here in New Zealand for probably for the, for the first time, really, um, it's something that I know has been a problem in Europe for a very um, long time now. Um, which is basically uh, you've got different rugby competitions on different TV channels. So BT Sport or Sky, um, there's, uh, I've forgotten what um, the, the, the the funny uh, um, channel that has the um, URC over there, um, maybe Satantra or something like that. And you end up, uh, you end up having, uh, over in the UK, you end up having uh, the... Uh, uh, these um, rugby across about four or five different um, TV networks and uh, having to pay for them. Over here in New Zealand, pretty uh, until the last Rugby World Cup, everything that anybody wants to watch has been on Sky. 
Now, there's been little bits on Spark. I mean, they've uh, they've also had the Junior Rugby World Championship. But let's be honest, who watches under 20s? Not very many people. Um, they also had the um, some of the European Champions Cup. But again, over here in New Zealand, no one's really that interested uh, in that. So, um, but today, people were like, oh, the Black Ferns, and they're not on Sky. How, how, how do I watch this? What's going on? Um, and uh, the, um, the, the the reason for that um, is that um, uh, basically uh, the the uh, Pacific Four the Pacific Fours series. Geez, I'm going to take me a while to get used to this name. Um, uh, it's not PS4. That's a computer game. It's a P4S. But anyway, um, it's is a World Rugby tournament. It's not a New Zealand. It's not a Sanzar tournament um, or anything to do with New, New Zealand rugby. Um, which is an interesting one. Um, so World Rugby uh, had their officials around. And whilst New Zealand Rugby clearly is helping them run it, it's not their event. So um, that's why it was on Spark, folks, and uh, not on the old um, the, the old Sky. But uh, yeah, that definitely threw a um, a, a bit of a, uh, what's the words I'm, I'm um, calling about? A bit, bit of a spanner in the work for some people, Stephen. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think we all... Kind of just took it for granted. It's it's a very similar situation to the uh, uh, New Zealand England Cricket Series that's uh, uh, currently on at the moment. Um, unless you've got Spark Sport, uh, I think you've pretty much got to rely on everybody else. Just maybe yeah, highlights that uh, pop up on the news, or uh, if um, or an example of the uh, of the uh, women's tournament at the moment, uh, free to air. That's if they check it out there. Yeah, look, I think cricket, they, they've, they've kind of got used to that now because obviously because Spark has gone and bought cricket. But for rugby, it's a new thing, this, folks. Um, so yeah, that was going on. But um, before we kind of get into those games, uh, this weekend, Stephen, uh, what, what, what did you get up to? What, what rugby have you been uh, have you been at, at around the grounds? Well, yeah, well, I, I put a bit of focus on to the... I didn't want to do too much travelling this year with um, just being busy and all. So I put a bit of focus into a bit of local... Rugby here in Auckland, of course, it's the uh, it's the uh, Goodyear Tyres Auckland Premier Men's uh, Club competition at the moment, and they're not quite at the halfway mark. But uh, I popped out and uh, took in the uh, Waitemata Grammar Tech game on the weekend round six of the competition. And one of the reasons I actually popped out there because one of the Waitemata players was doing uh, something very very unique. Uh, Viaoni was playing his um, 100th game for Waitemata. Now, nothing unusual about that, but... That's a pretty impressive shift for, oh, for, it, for, yeah. for any player. It, yeah. it, 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 it is. I mean to say, it's it's definitely unique, but what makes this even more unique is he's played another 100 games for another club. So That's what that, makes it unique. That, <laughs> that makes it very, 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 very unique. Of course, Viaoni started his rugby with the Waitemata Club, you can check it out on uh, we've got that interview on uh, NZ Sport Radio, if you want to have a, a quick look at that, I'm hoping to maybe share it with the legend uh, of uh, Marty Banks, I've passed it on to uh, uh, Alex as well, so that'd be great for the channel if you could share that particular video, because it is impressive and uh, of course I caught up with Vi at the uh, end of uh, Saturday's game, not quite the result they were looking for, went down 29-17 to Grammar Tech after they actually had led at halftime by 10 points to 5, but uh, Grammar Tech showing why they're one of two unbeaten teams in the uh, Goodyear Ties Auckland Premier Club competition. But uh, yeah, it was a, a very emotional interview, if you can imagine. I've known uh, Vi for quite a few years, had him in the under-21s back in 2000, so I don't want to give his age age away, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe I have. But it's really, really in, impressive. Um, at this time that a player would play 100 games for two separate clubs and uh, listen if you're if you're tuning into the show and if you know of anybody else out there who's achieved that particular feat gee let us let us know because uh, having followed the club game for a long time I can't recall of anybody who's actually achieved that yeah look it's very rare let's be honest if, if you've played 100 games for a club that generally is your club and if you're going to play another 100 you generally play it for the same club. I mean, I know a couple of guys here in Waihi who have racked up 200 games. Um, so, yeah, 200, the 200 games game thing uh, is rare. Let's be honest, there's not many players who, who, who survive that long. But um, but what makes this one especially, as you say, especially different is the fact that he's done it, done it for two, team, two, two teams. I mean, 100, 100 gets you, obviously, as you're, I mean, over here in Waihi, um, it's so well. Actually, look, at MPC 
you can get a blazer after about 16 games. Um, in Waihee, it takes you 100 games to get your blazer. So, um, <laughs> so look, it's it's one of those things that um, that quite a few players do get to. Let's be blunt. Uh, but to do it in two clubs or to do 200 is yeah, that's 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 yeah. uh, that's a different level entirely. And, and Paul, it was great. It was actually great to see um, at the club that he had some old teammates from Waitakere turn up in their blazers, and they had uh, many of the probably. 80 or 90% of the Centurions uh, from Wider Matter all turn up for a presentation that evening. So it, 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 was, it, was, it was great to see. Like I say, they couldn't get the, unfortunately, get the win for him. But uh, big ups to Grammar Tech, who are, are going really well at the moment. I think it's only a matter of time before um, they're digging really deep into their depth at the moment. And uh, I'll be heading out to Ord Arcade Domain on the weekend because the two top sides, or the two unbeaten sides, beg your pardon, University, who are leading the table, uh, played six un- and won six there at the top of the table, 29. Monaco Rovers, of course, another friend of the show, Boa Arthur, who's uh, involved with Monaco Rovers. They're travelling along quite nicely at the moment, but they have had the one loss in Grammar Tech sitting in uh, third place on 24 points, but they do have a game at hand. So that game on the weekend, Paul, is going to be an absolute cracker. Fantastic. So get down there if you're if you're in Auckland, get into Iraqi Domain next Saturday for those for that game. I will be in Y. Well, actually, I think I'm going to be in Waihee, um, videoing the uh, the bees. Um, but the A's might uh, might grab me around the neck and drag me to uh, uh, Fongmatar um, to video them instead. But I, I prefer, I'd rather stay home. Um, in, um, uh, in, in in all honesty, uh, yet a little tip here, Steve um, Rob um, Robert Bulls there saying what check out uh, Noah Foster playing for uh, for University. Um, at the, uh, he's apparently a bit of a bit of a good player. Um, but uh, yeah, so this weekend I was also I was yeah, also down at uh, uh, for, for why he videoing their A's as they uh, um, unfortunately couldn't get the first win of the season. Were doing really well in the first half, but uh, Pyra came back in the second half and uh, and uh, put them away. Uh, unfortunately, um, our B's are traveling much better, but they also got beaten the weekend by Mercury Bay. Um, now, uh, Mercury Bay they they set off for their game. They met at the club rooms at I think it was eight thirty in the morning um, to head off to, to Mercury Bay. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a that, that, that's that's a hell of a shift for that one. So, um, yeah, hat tip to the boys for just for just getting up there for that game because uh, yeah, Mercury Bay is a long way from um, from Waihee. It's the other end of the uh, uh, well, that's the other end. Of, we're, we're, we're at the southern end of the province, and they're at the northern end of the province. So, yeah, it doesn't help being uh, uh, being at one end of your province when you're having to play these sort of games. Um. But uh, so that was uh, that's, that's that's where Stephen and I were on uh, on on Saturday. I uh, do encourage you to get out there to your local rugby club um, and uh, have a watch. Uh, it's uh, you generally get uh, good quality rugby uh, and also um, a good chat in the bar afterwards um, as well. I can testify to that. <laughs> <laughs> I even I even even had a former All Black and Strawn buy me a beer. So there you go. Oh wow! Fantastic. Um, the uh, unfortunately, I had to buy all my own beers on Saturday, um, but I, but I did drag my daughters along, make them, made them walk, um, so that I didn't have to worry about driving home. Um, <laughs> moving on then to the um, the, the, the super rugby that uh, that I think um, a bunch of you will have. Um, actually, and also, folks, if you happen to be around um, in Waihee um, this Thursday, the place to be will be at the rugby club because straight after. Um, training this Thursday, I will be hosting an edition of uh, Do You Know Sport, the uh, famous and uh, world-renowned uh, New Zealand Sports Radio sports quiz. Um, that uh, so we're going to be uh, do, hosting that between the A's and the B's. There'll be a feed on as well, folks. So if you want a free feed, um, a, a drink, and uh, um, some quality entertainment as the uh, A's and B's take each other on, um, then uh, dial in. I was going to say, Paul, if you've got for those viewers out there who've got absolutely nothing else to do and there's nothing on television, go back into some of the archives um, and uh, check out those shows. Yeah, some of it's riveting viewing. Let me give you the tip. Oh, 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 no. Perhaps perhaps it's more of a uh, uh, more participation sport than a a viewing sport. If you want a good laugh. Um, (laughs) Uh, anyway, moving on to the Super Rugby. 
Uh, we kicked off on Friday night with the uh, Crusaders hosting the Reds. Now, look, they'd beaten them the previous weekend. And I think we all knew um, that uh, this was going to be a very tall order um, for the uh, for the Reds. Um, haven't beaten the uh, Crusaders since uh, the uh, final back in 2011. I think it was. Um, you could get the you could get the Red, you get the Crusaders at a dollar six. So it tells you how how heavy favourites they were, and the heaviest favourites of the weekend. Um, so unsurprisingly, the Crusaders um, won this one at 37 um, to uh, to 15. Um, look, um, the Reds 86 percent tackling. They missed um, 22 tackles. Uh, they only won half of their scrums, five out of ten. They they um, won nine out of thirteen lineouts, so lost four lineouts as well. Um, look, if you're going to um, miss that many tackles, have a set piece that isn't functioning, giving you no platform at all. Um, you've uh, uh, you, you're, you're in some. You're going to be in trouble against any team, let alone the Crusaders at home. Um, and uh, yeah, the Crusaders roll on uh, and put in a. Uh, a, uh, a good performance. Yeah, oh, very much so, Paul. Uh, you know, the disappointing thing about it, 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 you could argue that the that the Reds actually scored the the two best tries of the game, and um, you know, one of them was off a very, very good uh, a set set piece um, with really good ball man, man, movement, which manipulated some space for Dagunin, and he walked through a through a giant hole, and of course. Uh, they're trying the first half off a uh, Jordan Pataya break. They actually showed what they could do, Paul, but you, d- you did, right? Most of the time, they were making a lot, a lot of tackles. Uh, their set piece was under pressure, and, you know, that's pretty much what the Crusaders bring to quarterfinal football. Yeah, I think uh, perhaps one of the uh, things that came out of this one, I think um, it shows that Goodhue is short of a gallop, um, heading towards the All Black season, which is a bit of a worry. Uh, and obviously, Jack Goody coming back off injury. Um, so, uh, so yeah, he got caught out a couple of times, but um, uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, so I think some question marks as to uh, as to him. Um, and uh, yeah, some real some real que- um, questions with uh, Antonio Brown out injured as well for that midfield pairing of the um, of the All Blacks. We'll get onto the Blues later, where um, some people think the answer is. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, with, uh, with 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 say with some players like Jack being uh, yeah a bit short of Gallup, we might be interested to see what selections come up with the uh, the All Blacks. But um, Crusaders cruise on and uh, get themselves a uh, semi final on Friday night at home um, up against uh, the winners of our next game. Paul, Paul, um, just before you, the, the probably the only real damp I can really think of uh, for Scott Robertson and his coaching staff was is that injury to Ethan. Blackheader, we all know he's the real workhorse of, of the pack. Um, like Anton Leonard Brown, I think he's probably also going to be a loss for the uh, All Blacks as well. N- not knowing how long that injury is going to keep him out, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, such as the uh, Crusaders' uh, depth, they'll still be able to roll out Tom Christie and they'll have Callum Grace and, of course, um, um, Pablo Matera as well as the Loose Four Trio. Not too bad, eh, when you can lose an All Black and still feel the Loose Four Trio like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and um, and look, I mean, to be fair to the Reds, look, uh, at some, it wasn't until um, around, well, just over 20 minutes to go uh, that, the, that, the, that the Crusaders pulled away. And they were leading, but they're only leading 16-5 by a point. Um, and uh, the Reds missed a penalty as well. So, uh, look, it, but it was that last 20 where, Obviously, the benches unload, and um, that's where the Crusaders so- showed um, that they were um, a step above. Um, next up was the uh, Chiefs versus the uh, Waratahs. Um, the Waratahs, the uh, most improved team um, this season. Um, let's be honest. And looking at the stats, I was, I was driving up to. Um, where was I driving to? Oh no, so I wasn't driving. I was going back for. I was obviously at the Waihee, so I was uh, having post-game beers and stuff. And so it wasn't really paying too much um, attention um, to this one. But looking at the stats on the whole, um, not a lot to um, to pick between um, these two teams, um, except um, perhaps around the turnovers by the by the uh, by the Waratahs, not quite so able to look after their pill. Uh, gave away a few more penalties, uh, but um, the uh, uh, and it was ten all in the first quarter, but. Um, a, a purple patch for the Chiefs ahead of halftime, um, 17 unanswered points. 
saw them uh, pull away um, and the Waratahs just didn't, uh, uh, well, once they were three scores behind, um, it was just too much for them to try and claw back. Yeah, I, I agree, Paul. Listen, it started well for the Chiefs. Good, very good set piece try to Brad Weber. Boy, didn't he half show some pace when he when he basically hit that hit that hole. And I thought uh, then then basically get them kicking the conversion ten 0 And then we saw the Warriors. So I've got to be careful with uh, Brad Weber. I suggest he was enjoying the space that the forwards are giving us. So like, and he told me off saying he'd he'd, he'd, he'd um yeah uh, he'd, he'd enjoyed that all his career. I was like, oh okay, whoa, okay. All right, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I actually thought he looked really sharp. Showed some serious wheels. Uh, I think he's getting back to some of his best form. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very much so. But you know, credit to the Waratahs. They they came back and they hit back well with a really really good try. Kicked down the blind side, which was picked up by Dylan Dylan Peach, who's been a bit of a revelation for them this year, coming across from the Australian Sevens program. And they scored. And they got themselves back to to ten all. And then decided it was a decided from the kickoff that it was a good idea to move the ball um, inside their 22 and one misdirected pass. And of course, um, um, Luke Jacobson, I beg your pardon, that, that yep. came a little bit late. I think that was Nankerville that, that jumped on that. But you know, that little double double shot between the 22nd and the 34th minute, yeah, really probably just killed off any chances that they that they may have had. And of course, the penalty. Right on half time, just basically stretched it out uh, beyond the three the three try score mark. Yeah, and so um, the uh, so the yeah, the Chiefs um, actually look, they have been uh, whilst they've been getting the results, they've not been putting in performances. Um, the first half of the season they were performing well. Second half, um, they've had a lot. They they they've not coped with. I mean, all all the teams had this, the COVID injury injury disruptions, but clearly the, the, the Chiefs are a team that haven't coped well with that. Um, for for whatever uh, the um, however much the players uh, and uh, coach will say, oh, we trust our entire depth and um, and all of that um, kind of stuff. It just hasn't worked for for one reason um, or um, another. And um, the uh, I, I, I had a chat um, midweek uh, last week with um, Cortez Ratima before the game, um, uh, talking about how the Waratahs. They have to be very careful around the Waratahs, one of the best pilfering teams, one of the best tackling teams. Now, um, so clearly breakdown was going to be a big one for them. So I think they were they were um, uh, they, they were concentrating on that. Um, Mr. Ball over there in uh, in Hamilton's called it an ugly win. Um, so, um, but um, the uh, um, so yes, but it's um, I've got to put, I'm trying to find quarters of Rasmus. Uh, uh, interview, perhaps I've not put it. Oh, yeah, there I have there. Uh, so yeah, that that you can get that called his interview um, over on uh, New Zealand Sports uh, Patreon.com for slash NZ Sport Radio. Um, talking about his first season in Super Rugby. Also over there, by the way, is my reaction to the Silver Lake vote, um, and also um, William Havili also talking about his first season in Super Rugby um, as well. So um, a few uh, interviews there for supporters of New Zealand Sports Radio. Um, but uh, hey, um, the, uh, the the Chiefs will be happy with any kind of win, um, and um, uh, and uh, um, gets uh, and get themselves into the semi-finals. Clearly, they'd like to have a home one. Um, but um, traveling down to the Crusaders, and uh, from memory, they have beaten the Crusaders down in Christchurch re- relatively recently. So um, so whilst uh, it's not the ideal co- um, uh, um, sort of uh, matchup for them. Um, they did beat them down there 21 24 um, back in uh, early March, so they know they can do it. Yep, don't, don't, don't disagree with you, Paul. Um, I was going to just say, just touch on that, um, that um, Waratahs team. Boy, they've got some good young players, haven't they? Mo- moving forward, you know, you kind of we've, we've already spoke about a couple of the younger players, but man, Will Harris. Um, with that uh, runaway try, didn't he half show some pace from from fifty odd meters out? Fifty odd meters out, and if you sort of go through the rest of <clears throat> the rest of their side, you know, Ed made that first five is only really in his first full season. Season man, I, I reckon the boy out on the wing, uh, Mark uh, um, Nawanga Itawasi, um, is just basically improving with every game, and I think he's going to be a a really, really top uh, winger for a long time, and I, and I can see him playing for Australia in the future. His um, rise has just been amazing, and of course, 
Dylan Peach on the other other wing. Ben Donaldson, Donaldson was probably playing out of position at, at, at fullback, and I think he got probably caught out a few times as well. But you also look into their pack as well with Char, uh, Charlie Gamble as well. And even in their front row, you know, the likes of Bell and Johnson uh, Holmes as well, Paul. And listen, I think they've got a, despite getting knocked out in the quarterfinal, I think they've got a lot to look forward to. Oh, absolutely. Look, I mean, there's a team that didn't win a game last year. <laughs> and they made the quarterfinals this year. So, um, and uh, came into this one as with with everyone actually saying, look, the, the, the Chiefs have got a real game on here. Um, this, well, I mean, obviously the Chiefs are favourites at home uh, and you'd expect them to win. But um, the... Uh, and what they were a dollar twenty, so, but not as uh, not as much favourites as Blues and the Crusaders. Um, so yeah, look, people knew they had a good bit of a game in their hand that they would have to. They, 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 this wasn't a gimme. Um, that, I mean, last year would have been considered definitely a gimme, and the question would have been how many. Um, so um, I think what's really what's really good here. What's what 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 you're seeing here actually is is a um, unexpected benefit of them not spending up to the salary cap. Um, a couple of years ago, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, um, that basically they decided that uh, they they weren't going to spend because of um, uh, because of the old COVID, uh, and so they basically yes did blood a very young side. Now it cost the the head coach that season his his his, his job um, because they did that, um, but um, that did mean they had a whole bunch of young players who got Super Rugby experience earlier than they would have done otherwise. Add in yeah. the players like Hooper coming back, um, Hannigan. Um, and a few others. And hey, Presto, yeah. you, you had the makings of a, of, um, of a side heading in the right direction like the Reds were about three, four years ago. Oh, absolutely, Paul. It's fair to say they took a hit by taking on board those young young guys. But boy, look at the fruit that it's that's come to bear through that uh, that that idea. You know, sometimes paying paying top dollar, you, you know guys um, uh, aren't going to be around for long. They're, they're going to pick up bigger contracts again and to try and pay up money to keep them there is not always a, a, a great idea. Yep. Um, before we go on to the next game, Moraes Bass says, um, boss, I'm so glad our provincial teams don't play New Zealand teams anymore. I think he's from South Africa. Um, <laughs> now's the test. Uh, now, now the test is more significant and important. Um, also, New Zealand don't get to use our forwards to play. Um, or getting used to our forwards, that's what we're trying to say there. URC is very popular here in Republic. Look, I think actually it's been good for both sides domestic competitions because you're playing teams in your own time zone which means fans can watch all the games yeah. you're not playing games at th three o'clock in the morning that no one can watch um so i think from that point of view now do i think it's going to hurt the all blacks absolutely um i think it's going to hurt the all blacks because um yeah the, the the players aren't used to those those forwards and aren't used to playing after that travel um so yes yeah, so it's, it's going to be more difficult so they're going to have less practice at it They'll be less good at it, so it's going to be a problem for them. But from a domestic competition point of view, I think it's, I think it's been a it's been good for both um, for both sides on that point of view. Um, moving on, then after that, we had the Blues versus the um, Highlanders. Now this week we had we had a bit of disagreement on this one in our live chat. I was basically coming to this game saying, look, if the Blues lose, the, 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 this this one is a, a how many? This is not a, whether the Blues will beat the Highlanders. Um, a lot of uh, Blues supporters with um, a bit more uh, time under their belt than I have had with following the Blues um, were, were, were um, perhaps have been a, a bit scarred by some previous experiences and were like, no, 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 Paul, this, the, the Highlanders could turn up. And I'm like, the Highlanders coming to this game had beaten the three teams that didn't make the finals and the Reds, who, let's be honest, in the second half of the season have been in free fall. Um, the, uh, and yet the, the, the Highlanders was, were... We're a bit of a mess, really. Let's be let, let, let's let's be honest. Um, and it's uh, and, and a big and a, we, we talk about the the attack and uh, Bowen Barrett scoring a couple of tries, RTS getting his first ever try. But at the end of the day, this was a massive defensive shift. They only allowed the Highlanders two clean breaks all game. Um, didn't let the Highlanders over the line, and um, really shut out the Highlanders. And uh, yeah, fantastic defensive shift by the by the Blues team. Yeah, it it was. Listen, it was a good start. It's fair to say it was a good start from from the Highlanders. They were they they were basically getting stuck into a Blues team that looked for me looked a little bit nervous going into 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 quarterfinals, and they were making a lot of handling errors, which were, which was basically giving uh, the Highlanders a lot of ball. And they were asking a lot of questions, but to be brutally honest, I, I don't think the questions that they were asking 
were actually causing the Blues too much distress in terms of a defensive pack and pattern. If you, if you look at the sort of breaks, you had the odd individual break, but I think the farm was pretty well sold um, when Andrew McAleo was given a red card on the 20, 22nd minute because it was uh, eight minutes later where the Blues really got their game going and those uh, two tries before half-time. And I, I think we knew it wasn't, it wasn't a case of... Uh, whether they'd win or not, it was a case of how much they would win by. Uh, look, I saw someone put in, in, in my, on, on Twitter going, oh, yeah, if they hadn't picked up that red. Well, yeah, if if my aunt um, had balls, then she wouldn't be my uncle, or, or whatever the, 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 the saying goes. If got some babies, look, he picked up a red card. It wasn't, um, uh, there was nothing, there was, I don't think people were arguing about the red card. Um, so, look, it's a, uh, uh, you can have as many if, if but some babies around all these games. But it did happen. That's what happened, and um, the, uh, the the Blues went on. Interesting comment by Nocturnal Rights. He's uh, concluded that Tony Brown is not a very good selector this year. Gregory has been playing well on the wing, moves to the midfield, misses nine tackles. Um, blunt back line. Oh well, Nariki is back next year. Now look, I'm I'm just wondering is is Tony Brown a bit like Wayne Smith? Fantastic in the sort of background um, as an assistant coach, not having to deal with the uh, the, the media and the press so much. Not perhaps not so much a, uh, a head coach, but um, perhaps one of the uh, um, better assistant coaches around um, to run things. Stephen, yeah, it's it's hard to know. Listen, at the end of the day, you've, you've got to you've got to have the cattle pull, and um, I, I I really don't know if he if he actually had the cattle. I've just sort of looked looked at a, a lineup from from last year. This this is a, this is a back line from last year. Gilbert at fullback, Tompkinson, Nareki on the wings. The midfields were Michael Collins, who, who, who had a very good season and a good combination with Scott Gregory. Their first five combination was Mitch Hunt and, and Aaron Smith. And you go in, you go into their pack, their middle row was Dixon and, and Parkinson, Tokalahi, Ash Dixon. That's, that's a real big loss for them this year, having that uh, uh, leadership. And if you also remember, they had the Japanese international, Himano. So it's, it's got a, in terms of personnel, it's got a different, far different look about it. And it's fair to say they've had some key guys out injured. Of course, we saw uh, a little bit of Frizzell make a bit of a comeback. But, you know, coming off the bench, that, that was probably more more about not having any game time. And probably if they were still in the contest, they were going to roll them out. So... For me, it's come down to, to depth at the end of the day. I think he's probably made a few selection errors, but, man, he, he could have done without a red. He could have done without um, Sam Gilbert getting himself suspended for, for, for three weeks. And probably both, you know, around that first five area, their game drivers, probably just a little bit inconsistent, Paul. Yeah, when you sort of list those names out as to the lineup, they've lost, they've lost about half their players from last year. Of a starting fifteen, so yeah, you can imagine. Yeah, it takes time, um, and they've not so uh, yeah to to, to put that in. Uh, one of the interesting points that um, Ben Darwin uh, or, and um, the Game Line Analytics um, have been uh, um, have been saying is that uh, the news the um, the connectivity between uh, New Zealand teams this year is lower than it has been in many years, um, and that's without the COVID changes. So that, that- Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That was squads before the um, before the before the season started. Add into that COVID changes, which mean that teams have had up to 47, 48 players um, in there when they should, which is about ten more players than they should do. Um, some of those players arriving on game day sometimes 
and you understand why this Super Rugby season perhaps hasn't, well, no, hasn't had the same level of play um, that uh, the previous years have. If you add in that that connectivity issue, then clearly, um, yeah, players heading overseas earlier, um, something that uh, needs to be looked at now, probably help, possibly helped by the fact that um, uh, in the uh, um, the Premiership, uh, they've reduced their salary caps and apparently there are 20 more players. There are 70 players. And it's across 13 teams um, that uh, don't have jobs for next year and that will be forced into, uh, forced to be heading into retirement. Normally it's 50 um, that they lose each year. So, um, so the, that's a lot of players um, that are not getting re-signed. Uh, so the demand for overseas players is going to drop. Now your demand for your Bowden Barrett's, your Dave McKenzie's, your Dan Carter's, sure, they can walk in under any market conditions and uh, and get nice paying jobs. It's not them that's the that you're talking about. It's the lower down um, players or the uh, the squad players um, that, uh, that that you're talking about, obviously. So maybe we'll see some uh, some more retention over the next um, couple of years. But then again, Japan is is uh, is ramping up um, as a venue. So who knows? Paul, Paul, just just on that on that Blues performance, um, one player I've been super impressed with in this uh, 2022 season. And, and I thought, once again, he was close to the Blues' best on Saturday, not despite, despite the feats of, uh, of Bowden Barrett and Stephen Perafeta. Um He just does not seem to be putting a putting a foot wrong at the moment. I, he might be in this really unlucky situation at the moment where the All Blacks seem to have cover. But, you know, he's, he's a player that maybe, maybe not so much this year, but maybe next year, um, or even after the World Cup or post World Cup, beg, beg your pardon. That I wonder if he keeps it. Has another year of consistent form. He um, he comes into that All Black room. Look, I think he's always had consistent form. I think he's just not had consistent injury um, <laughs> issues, um, and so he's been injured too much, uh, and has, hasn't really put together a season uh, until this season um, at, at the Blues. So I think what we're seeing is, yeah, a he is getting older and getting better. Uh, but also the fact that he's just not been injured this season, I think it's been a big thing for him, um, which is fantastic to see. Um, it's funny, isn't it? We're talking about um, an All Blacks team that's under pressure, that's dropping down the rankings, that's not as strong as it used to be, and yet we're saying, oh, look, there's plenty of talent in there. Um, so you wonder where, where, where the issues are. Um, but, um, um, but obviously that's pointing at the coaches, folks, if, you, if you're wondering. Um, the, um, but um, So it will be... Um, uh, yeah, interesting to see how that um, uh, how that all pans out. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's you, you think about the is is he is has he got an opportunity at fullback? Well, you've got some um, Jordy Barrett and uh, Will Jordan um, back there already. So is there a space for him there? Uh, is he got a space at ten? Well, obviously you've got don't um, uh, you've got some um, Richard Moanga and Bowden Barrett there. And then you've also got Damon McKenzie coming back from Japan. So, uh, yeah, you've got to say, um, it is, it, it's, he is stuck behind some players at the moment. Um, let's hope he doesn't head overseas because of that. That's all I can say. Because um, you say he's playing very, very well. Um, heading into the final game of the, um, uh, the, uh, the, the weekend then, um, is um, the uh, Brumbies versus the Hurricanes. Um, look, uh, the, uh, the Hurricanes, um, put in a massive um, um, uh, tackling shift in this one. 95% tackling, just didn't miss tackles, which made it uh, tough for the, uh, the tough for the Brumbies. Um, and they did take uh, the the lead early on, heading into half time, 15-22 um, up. Now helped by Ikatel's um, uh, red card, a player who's been key to this Brumbies defence. Um, but he, yeah, again, just too high. Um, a lot of people will say, yeah, but Owen Franks did the same thing as uh, as he did. So why did he only get a yellow? Well, yes, good question. Um, but um, we, we could head, we could head down the rabbit hole of um, refereeing inconsistencies yeah. all night long. Um, so yeah, we won't go on. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, um, Paul, I was going to say, probably the only thing for the Brumbies, that'll be, I'm not too sure what sanction he'll get, but there's probably a good chance he'll miss the uh, semi-final mm. against the Blues. Well, semi-final and final. Let's be honest. That's because uh, you're looking at a three, on average, three-game um, ban for um, for these um, kind of um, kind of things. Um, and um, the uh, but uh, in the second half, then um, the uh, well, the, the Brumbies played most of this game 
where they wanted to in the in in the um, the Hurricanes half. Sure, the Hurricanes kept hold of the ball better in that first half and the second half, uh, but they were but um, and uh, look, they've got the game players to to um, to, to score from from distance, haven't they? Um, and some of their some of their some of their um, tries can be quite often there. If you want to go try the season, um, you put your monies on um, on the, coming, coming from the Hurricanes, um, but you can't keep doing that all game long. Um, and uh, the um, uh, the Brumbies got themselves um, back into um, uh, on terms just about quarter an hour to go, and just and uh, then grounded out. It does help having a perfect um, set piece. They won both their scrums, all thirteen of their lineouts, um, and only seven lineout, only seven scrums in this game um, was uh, um, was um, was very good. Um, so yeah, um, the Hurricanes, um, fourteen turnovers is a problem compared to any seven from the Brumbies, um, but um, they but uh, that, that tackling and only allowing the Brumbies one clean break was uh, was fantastic. But as Knoxville Wright says, um, you don't if you're using a line out uh, a line out drive, you don't need a clean break to score, do you? Oh, <laughs> no, you, you don't. One one other thing the Brumbies do really well is they one of their strengths is, is throwing numbers at, at breakdowns they make the breakdowns really uncomfortable and of course um during that first first half that they sort of caught the wrath of uh william paul williams the the, the referee and uh, of course the local crowd were too happy and uh, of course their temperature raised even further when uh ben pranks was only given a uh was owen pranks beg your pardon was given a yellow only a yellow card when they were probably expecting a red card as well but listen credit to them they actually kept their their composure and um, to be really honest, they, they they finished well and truly over the Hurricanes. They did. Uh, now they get to travel over to Auckland to um, to take on the uh, Blues. Um, unsurprisingly, folks, we had the uh, four home teams all winning this weekend. Uh, there's a good reason why they're the home teams because they've earned it by being the best teams during the season. So um, it was that, that that was expected. Similarly, this coming weekend, folks, two games where you've got to say. The uh, the top two teams, the Blues, haven't lost since round one, um, and the Crusaders. Well, they're just the Crusaders, and they're in finals footy um, against a Chiefs team that isn't firing properly and on all on all cylinders. So, um, it's uh, it's hard to look past two home wins this, this coming weekend as well. I would say, um, but um, let's just wait and see uh, on, on that one and enjoy the uh, the two games on this weekend. So the Crusaders versus Chiefs Friday night, and the Blues versus um, the uh, Brumbies on the uh, Saturday night, followed by the Pacific Four series on Sunday with uh, two more games up in Auckland that I will be at. Um, uh, a couple of news items that uh, that Simon has um, pointed out in the in the live chat. Um, yet the, the uh, South African teams will now be part of the European Champions Cup and uh, the European and the Challenge Cup um, up in um, uh, up in Europe. So the European Cup includes teams from Africa now. Uh, now, for me, the Bulls, Stormers, um, Red, uh, Bulls, Stormers, Lions, and Sharks are in the URC. The URC is one of the three leagues that goes up into the European Champions Cup. So, yes, they should qualify just like a an Irish, Irish team would, a Welsh team would. The Cheetahs, though, who aren't in the URC, it's a bit more of a head scratch on that one. And that seems like the um, South African sports politics playing. Uh, it's a wonderful game that um, helped. Uh, shaped the Super Rugby into such a wonderful conference system many years ago. Um, so that one I'm not so sure about, but um, but yep, that's happening. Um, he also told us that uh, reminders that uh, that uh, Malaysia had lost to um, South Korea um, in the Rugby World Cup qualifiers. Uh, I think that means that um, South Korea are probably playing Tonga um, now in that um, in that playoff, um, and. Um, Boy, oh boy, Major League Rugby has its first major scandal. The Austin Gilgronies have been disqualified from the playoffs. And um, there is very little news as to what is, as to why. Um, the only news is that it's uh, apparently around salary cap. Now, considering all of the players essentially contracted with Major League Rugby, and uh, each team gives Major League Rugby uh, money for their salaries, and Major League Rugby play, pays all the players, 
Um, it seems a bit, it seems strange as to how that um, has happened um, without it being clearly intentional. So, uh, and uh, the Austin Gold Grannies are up for sale this summer. And so uh, the last thing that the owner wants is for them to get, uh, be banned from something. So apparently he's threatening legal action. So boy, oh boy, um, it's all kicking off um, in uh, Major League Rugby over there as they head into their um, their final series, which is unfortunate um, for them. And uh, Simon has just corrected me saying that um, South Korea will play Hong Kong and the winner of that will play Tonga for the uh, Rugby World Cup. Um, any comments on news items or should we jump into the um, the Pacific Four series? Um, yeah, I think we should jump into the Pacific Four series. Unfortunately, I, I didn't see the uh, the first game between, uh, was it Canada uh, uh, and the USA? Yeah, so Canada took on the USA. We're talking about the number three in the world in Canada. Um, against the USA, which is number seven in the world. Uh, give you some context. Since um, uh, 2019, um, obviously with COVID and stuff, these two have played each other quite a few times. Uh, and the record over since 2019 has been one win to the USA versus four to Canada coming into um, this game. Um, the USA, and this was a wet game. It was not nice um, out there at all. The USA were also missing nine players. Um, due to uh, the Premier 15 final um, over in the UK between Exeter and Saracens. So, um, hello, uh, has the women's game learnt anything from the men's game around club versus country arguments? Um, that is a question I'm hoping to put to uh, the USA head coach um, uh, uh, in the next few days when I'm supposed to be getting an interview um, with him. Um, I believe Canada were also missing some players as well, but I don't know how many. Um so, um, uh, so look, this wasn't a full-strength USA side against a team that they've, they've lost most team. They did pretty well for the first 20 minutes, to be fair. It was 5-all um, at that stage. Um, and uh, But uh, Canada then pulled away. To, it was 5-17 at half-time. And in the second half, their forwards went to work, um, and it finished off 36-5 um, to, uh, to, uh, to Canada. Um, so a convincing win as their forwards really did dominate that um, that game, the USA really struggled to get out of their own half uh, in the uh, in that second half. Um, the um, both of them had a bit of line out struggles, but as I said, the conditions weren't great. Uh, this is also their first game of their se of their season, so um, so perhaps not such a surprise there. Um, uh, only one try was scored by the backs, all the rest by the forwards, uh, which probably gives you an idea as to the conditions and also the. Uh, the strength of the Canadian team, which is up front um, there, and they just believe that they just powered their way um, to victory. So impressive performance by Canada there uh, in that one, just four months out from the Rugby World Cup, obviously here in New Zealand. Um, so that's uh, that's my summary of um, of that game. Um, Sophie um, de, um, de Goud, the number eight for Canada and also their goal kicker, uh, and their captain was also a player of the match as well. So um, a, uh, a one-lady army there um, as she as she won uh, what, what, as, as her team won the game. Um, moving on then to the second game. Uh, oh yeah, and for the folks, there was no. <laughs> just to let you know, there was no post-match uh, interviews, media interviews, as I was the only person there who wanted to do post-match media interviews. <laughs> and they thought it was a bit embarrassing having only one person for an international game, which one media person, which I can understand. Um, so hope, so have, so News and Rugby are helping me set up um, the, uh, the, um, to, uh, to get uh, phone interviews with the, with, with both teams. Um, uh, Robert Ball obviously missed the beginning of the show. Uh, just a reminder, the reason that this was not on Sky was it because it was on Spark. This is a world rugby event um not a um uh what do you call about this not a uh not, not a news and rugby event that's why it's on spark rather than on sky so just a reminder about that um heading into the black ferns then um uh nine out of the 23 that faced france were in this team um so that is 14 cha 14 changes um coming into this game versus the last test um, against France. Now, I just want to clear some things up that apparently um, in the media release for this for the squad for this tournament, 
um, uh, Blackwell and Elder, um, and Elder the uh, cap, the vice captain, the captain from the uh, November tour, were not listed as not available, um, and therefore everyone under, um, thought they'd been dropped. Apparently, they should have been listed as unavailable. Les Elder is injured, and um, Elisa Blackwell is apparently not fit, um, which basically uh, yeah, not up to fitness levels. Um, so both of them are in a race against time now to make the um, Rugby World Cup. They haven't been dropped because of uh, other uh, not being good enough. Um, which I think is what essentially we, we thought had happened uh, when they when they were, weren't listed in that not available list. Um, the uh, but yeah, a, uh, a a massively changed Blackferns team by um, Wayne Smith coming to this game, Stephen. Yeah, you know, even even sort of like names you were scratching your head, you'd, you'd probably have to look back to last year's uh, uh, Farrah Palmer Cup just to even work out uh, where these players come from, but. Um, Listen, Paul, apart from a bit of a scratchy start, the longer that game went, the better they got. Yeah, and we're talking about here a team, uh, the, 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 uh, New Zealand, the Black Ferns ranks number two in the world um, against um, Australia, ranked number six. They've played 19 times coming to this game um, and uh, the Black Ferns won every single game. So a certain amount of pressure on Wayne Smith to, um, to, to, to perform in his first outing um, as uh, well, director of rugby, not head coach. Um, but I mean, Australia started out very, very well. Uh, they dominated the first half of play, had the strongest scrum, um, really were getting their chop tackles and their pilfering um, really on, um, on on key as the Black, Black Ferns were going to ground too quickly and not getting the cleaners in there or giving time for the cleaners to get in there. Um, the uh, uh, But so they were saved perhaps... By, um, by Isha, uh, the, the Wellington winger, um, scoring in the corner um, to pull things back to 5-10. Uh, I don't think that really reflected how dominant the Wallabies had been in that first half. Uh, they, they should have, they needed to have put more points on the on the board at that point, um, as we were to find out come the uh, come the second second period. Yeah, I agree with that, Paul. I'm I mean to say you were there at the at the venue where uh, this, that Australia have the use of a, a bit of a well any wind that what there was there. I mean to say there was a lot of rain, but did they have the conditions behind them in the first half? Look, unusually for Tauranga, there wasn't any wind today. Normally you do because it's open pretty much to the harbour um, on one side, so you normally get a breeze um, off um, off the ocean into um, uh, into that one. So the um, so we didn't actually. So no, there wasn't a wind. A wind to speak of um, today, but um, uh, it, 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 yeah. I mean, there, there is definitely yeah, the, the idea that it was a, a downhill pitch <laughs> because uh, in the second half it switched. But um, the I, I've got post-match interviews for for this game, folks, uh, and I will put them up um, on on our pages. But um, I've not had time to process them in time um, for this game. Sorry, but um, uh, the. Um, uh, but Wayne Smith did say that look, they had very good. They had a very good uh, halftime, uh, getting the messages over. Um, uh, Cron and Hansen did a good job um, talking to the scrum about about rectifying that uh, because they were they were in, in, a, in a mess in that first half. To be honest, um, uh, and um, also the um, uh, and, and they just look. They, they concentrate on those things I was talking about, um, being standing up in the tackle. Don't don't go to floor so quickly because you're giving them an opportunity to put to turn it over, um, uh, and improve that sort of thing. And so and they uh, initially it took them a while, but they did definitely get uh, improve themselves at the breakdown um, for this one. Um, but you're right in that second half, they they turned it round, uh, got uh, got the field possession, got got the territory, made it very hard for um, Australia to get down the pitch. Um, and uh, and add to their score, um, and uh, they'll be very happy to have kept the um, the Wallabies scoreless in that second half. But this is the first time ever that the Wallabies have led the Black Ferns at half time. So which is um, so that look they're, they're head, it, it, it is an improvement for them. Um, they are heading in the right direction. Uh, it's it's good to see an improved Wallabies team because they weren't playing like number six in the world in that first. Um, in, in that first half hour, at least, um, yeah. And, and Paul, there were you listen. There was some. You you just felt a little momentum swing, especially just after the half time. All of a sudden, you started seeing that 
um, black fern scrubs just starting to to dominate dominate on the push, and um, and once you saw that, you, you then saw the skills of uh, Olsen Baker at, at number eight. And you know you give her a good good uh, strong platform, and she'll basically she'll burn the loose forwards if she's given half a half an opportunity. So in that alone, they've got a really good attacking weapon at the back of the scrubs. In fact, I thought the loose forwards were were very good today, Reynolds. And uh, the other try scorer, Bremner, I think it is, yep. who scored uh, scored the try in the uh, in the first half or second second half. Uh, second, second half. Second half yep. She was the first try scorer in the, uh, the second half. I thought she was very good, and uh, Roos, the lock in the uh, middle row, also showed up as well. But they got a lot of mileage from their bench as well. I thought. Yeah. Look and. Okay, let's let, 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 let's uh, talk about the white elephant, the, the, the big elephant in the room here. Um, the only reason that um, the Bremner got to score a try was because the previous try or, or was was disallowed. Now, um, one of the things that's been creeping into the game over the past year or two um, has been players pre-latching on or basically binding to the ball carrier before they've made contact with anybody, um, and uh, basically having two players charging into one, which is illegal or used to be illegal but basically was never called by the referee. Um, so uh, there was a clarification um, that came in this uh, um, uh, this uh, the, uh, at the beginning of the season, um, which was that you were allowed one latcher no, and, and no more onto a player with the ball carrier. Um, and that latcher had to um, keep their feet. And I think it was. There's also some, uh, which perhaps, let's be honest, um, referees don't... Uh, uh, don't, don't talk about players, uh, or don't don't make players keep their feet at the rock anyway uh, nowadays. So, um, so that one hasn't been fully improved, but fully, fully introduced. But there were a bunch of new uh, new tech. Well, I guess what you'd hear commentators call technical um, law uh, or law changes or law variations or law clarifications, whatever you want to call them, um, at the beginning of this year. That's basically no one knew about, um, and uh, and as Stephen has put into his on Twitter. Who honestly knew this? Well, yes, me. I'll be honest. I saw that. And as soon as I saw that they'd gone to the TMO, it was like, oh, they've done this because of, 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 of pre-latching. Um, and yes, that's uh, what I, it was. I, I knew I knew you'd know that. <laughs> um, no, nobody else did, though. <laughs> and uh, whilst, whilst, this, whilst it wasn't talked about um, during the actual interview, Wayne Smith did, 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 did was like, why didn't you guys ask me about this? He's like, oh, no. It was only a hand on. It's not really a. Ooh, was it really? Was it really a proper latch? It's like okay. That's so. So look, I think uh, yeah. A lot of people were like, um, hey, hey, what? Hey, is this? Uh, they haven't seen this called any games before, <laughs> but it doesn't surprise me that Wayne Smith is one of those guys who's gone. Oh, where can I get an attacking advantage from? This is how I can do it. Okay, folks, let's see if we can get away with this. And he's found out he can't. Basically, so yes. Look, he's he's been a bit cheeky. Is it a latch? Well. The hands bound, but the shoulder isn't. So therefore, it's not bound. Therefore, we can. Okay, you 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 you, you were sailing as close to the wind as you thought you could get away with, and you found out you can't. So there we go. I think that to me, that's why I think that what I think. You know, they, they they probably didn't even know themselves. The players, I, the players might not, but I'm sure Wayne Smith did. <laughs> yeah, he'd know. He'd know. And, uh, look, uh, you should mention you should mention um, uh, your local resident as well. Paul's probably his drinking buddy as well. So. <laughs> no, I'm not. Unfortunately, um, yeah, Wayne Smith is. So I, I live in Waihe, uh, which is the the, the the cheap part of the cheap, the cheap part of the area. And Wayne Smith lives in the uh, in, in the Bearwell off area, which is Waihe Beach, um, <laughs> along with um, Warren Gatland and J.K. and a few other um, rugby luminaries who live in Waihe Beach. Um, um, so yeah, so uh, look, it's. Uh, uh, I think he, he was a bit surprised by that one, but uh, to me, I think it was uh, they were trying to get away with a fast one. Uh, and um, and look, will, will that get called every time? No. Will it get called when it when it's a try scoring move? Yes. And that's gonna be the difference. It, you, you can you'll be able to get away with it if you don't get over the try line, but if you do get over the try line, you won't. It's one of those ones that they'll look at in that situation, but won't look at at other times because I think the move before was also pre-latching as well. So <laughs> um, as I saw it twice, it was like, okay, yeah, this isn't an accidental pre-latch either. You've got, <laughs> you've done it twice where you had, and basically it's called, what used to be called a flying wedge um, in, a, in the good old days, but the flying wedge would have like five or seven players in it. So it's a mini flying wedge, basically, is what they're trying to disallow. 
Um, but yes, it left everyone or, or it left a lot of people baffled um, uh, as to what was going on at that point. Um, so, um, yeah, well done to the Blackferns for turning this around because I say in that first half, um, it did look like we were, we were we were on path for the first ever Wallaroos win um, against um, uh, the Blackferns. Um, it wasn't to be. Um, the the um, uh, the uh, uh, Blackferns take on Canada um, next Sunday, which should be a cracker. Canada number three in the world, Blackferns number two in the world. Coming into these games, I doubt it's going to have changed much from these results. Um, but so, so that should be a cracking game. Pardon me, next Sunday up in Auckland, um, and then and that's preceded by the USA um, versus Australia. The USA number seven, Australia number six, and I say the Australia not playing like number six for for for, for a good part of that game. So um, I think the Australians would go into uh, that one um, as favourites, but I think the USA will have some of their players back from the Premier 15s final. So again, that should be a cracker um, as well. Go on, Stephen. You need to take yourself off mute. You need to take yourself off mute. I was going to say, I decided to look at pre-match again. Now, apparently, referees can give out a red card for in the pre-match warm-up or as before the players actually walk out on the field if a, if an, if an offense, some sort of offence is incurred during the during the warm-up during the warm-up session or basically as the players walk out of the tunnel so for example if two teams are walking out together and there's a bit of a stoush before they hit the field a red card can be given out I, th I think I think this is this, this 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 is more along the lines of you can't tell the referee to fuck off in the before the game starts <laughs> can't believe he said that <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting. We um, there's a lot of laws, too many laws. Um, uh, the, the, yes, the, look, there's this, this one common thing that you'll, you'll you'll get you'll get from this show, folks. If you're new, um, is yes, the law book is too complicated for referees to referee the game properly. It needs to be simplified. Um, so that's what we need to do. Um, I don't think we can get down to David Moffat's. What I think it, was it five or seven laws entirely. Um, I don't think we can get down to that few, but I do think we can get down to a lot less than we have right now um, and still keep the game in a form that we recognise as a game, as rugby. We need, we need to bring David Moffat back and starting a campaign. <laughs> right. OK, off you go. I'll see you later. Um, <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. Um, as I say, He's a lot. He's he's heading in the right direction. But he's just gone way too. He's just overset the mark again as as normal. Um, the, um, yeah, Simon, it's very dangerous. Now, this is uh, for anyone who is thinking about suing us for this comment. This comment comes from Simon Hughes, not from New Zealand Sport Radio. This is a this is a uh, listener um, comment. Um, it is very dangerous to listen to David Moffat. He is a wingnut. I'm not sure he's. Had, I wouldn't go that far. Um, but I say I think he's. I think he's. Whilst he's heading in the right direction, he's gone too far in that direction. Uh, with reducing the number of laws um, around it. Um, so, yeah, so two cracking games um, on the line for next Sunday. Um, look, there are there's a couple of shames around the scheduling for this. Um, first off, look, players having to miss this because of the English, the uh, the Premier 15s um, over there in England. Um, as I say, I will, I will put that question to the USA and, and the uh, Canadian head coaches um, in uh, the next couple of days. Um, but also... Um, this is on the three weekends, which are the three finals weekends of Super Rugby, which means everyone in New Zealand is focused on quarterfinal, semi-final, final of Super Rugby. They're not focused on Black Ferns playing um, the Pacific Four Series on the same three weekends. Um, and to me, that seems to have been, yeah, the scheduling of this one does seem to have been very strange, um, really, when you've got... Um, uh, after Super Rugby finishes, what the final is on the... Um, 18th of June um, and um, the uh, trying to, when does the um, the I'm trying to find out when the um, international uh, the, the island series start um, and whether there's some sort of gap uh, that there could have been um, in there because the island series starts on the 29th of June um, 
with the Maori All Blacks. So actually, this is the first game is on um, uh, the uh, the second of July. So um, that means that there was a gap, of, well, or at least there's at least a one week um, gap there um, between the two. So perhaps they not not long enough to fit this fit this entire tournament in, but you could have had at least one round in that gap. Um, where that where, where where the New Zealand public weren't focused on uh, the men's game. Um, anything else, Stephen? Uh, and as you can tell from Stephen's silence, he's saying lots of things, but with with mute on, um, but but shaking yeah. his head. So no, there's nothing. He's saying nothing with uh, with lots of words. No, I'll listen. Just. Um... I'll be out at uh, Oraki Domain this weekend for that top-of-the-table clash between the university and Grammar Tech. Cannot wait. So, yeah, head down there if you're in Auckland. If you're in Waihee, don't forget Thursday nights for um, Do You Know Sport um, at the Rugby Club uh, as the A's take on the B's. Uh, and also I will be at the I will probably be out, so I'll say, filming the B's on Saturday um, as well. So uh, come over and say hello. Thank you, everyone. Don't forget to join us again 8 p.m. next Monday. Uh, and also if you're into your NRL, um, the boys will be, um, well, not very chipper after the uh, Warriors lost yet again on a Wednesday night. Um, but do join us for the standoff show um, with, um, I think, Bird Food uh, is the uh, the name of the show. Um, as the Hell Eagles yeah. Beat, Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> um, beats, uh, beat the Warriors. So do join um, Brad and uh, Richie for that one. And uh, stay safe, folks. Have a good week. 